This is News Talk 980 CKNW. It is August 20th. That means the start of school is not that far away. And if you have teenagers, you know it can be difficult getting them out of bed in the morning. There is a lot of research that suggests those early start times maybe are causing harm or doing more harm than good when it comes to the health of teens, the academic benefits, how they're able to study and focus at school. And we're checking in now with a school board in Ontario that's taking a look at this and is actually trying some different things to see if a later start time actually has benefits. And joining us on the line to talk a bit more about this is Sean Monteith with the uh, Kiwatin Patricia District School Board. Sean, thank you so much for being here. Yes, good morning, Jill. It's nice to be with you. Good morning. Uh, tell me what your school board is doing when it comes to start times. Well, the school board, the Killeen Patricia District School Board, uh, is, is doing several things that uh, are unique to our context. And I think to understand the uh, urgency and the action that we took uh, several years ago, uh, actually in my first year as director of education, you, you kind of need to understand the context. Uh, the, the school board that I'm with, the Killeen Patricia District School Board, uh, is a board I've been with since the start of my career uh, 24 years ago, it encompasses almost um, all of the northern portion of northwestern Ontario, from the Manitoba border to an hour east of Thunder Bay, uh, north all the way in three communities, really, where the roads or the highways truly end. And then there's 49 remote First Nations uh, that have a large Indigenous population that is only accessible by um, winter road when when the winters are cold enough to provide road access or by flight. So the, the board itself is massive. Uh, from my office in Kenora, Ontario, to uh, for the school away in Pickle Lake, this is a six-hour drive uh, or an hour-and-a-half flight, which I will sometimes have to do to get there. And we encompass two time zones. Um, so we have, we have some significant geographic challenges that are just inherent in the board. We also have um, a large as uh, many uh, communities uh, in British Columbia would, would be familiar with and experience, we have a large Indigenous population and a growing Indigenous student population. And, um, you know, there's lots of other uh, narratives out there right now, but I'm, like many other experiences, um, my Indigenous student population is not achieving at this point, although we are closing that gap in many ways, the same ways and graduating in the same numbers that the non-Indigenous population is. So, you have to kind of understand that context to, to get a sense of the urgency. And um, and as a result of being so big, we have multiple communities in the in the school district, including six different high schools. And uh, when you've got six different high schools that uh, vary in size, uh, one is in a different time zone than the other five, uh, you have some staff recruitment issues, you have certainly some student achievement issues, you need to do what you need to do to try and uh, give the kids a, a leveled field. And um, and sometimes that means disrupting some traditional practices that have been in place for a very long time. And that included uh, some start times in several of our high schools that were rather early, including including one high school where the day actually started as early as 10 after 8 in the morning. Uh, which can be early, especially when we're, we're talking about a commute and the amount of time to get there. Uh, so what happened? How, how, how much did you change the times? Well, quite a bit. And that one community, and you just said it yourself, like I was chuckling as you, you gave your intro about teenagers. I have two teenage boys, uh, one coming into the teenage years and one ent- uh, exiting. And, uh, you know, <laughs> my kids are fortunate because, you know, I, I'm there, where, you know, as parents are supportive. But uh, we, it's not to say, even though I'm a school board director, I don't have challenges to getting my own kids out. 
out of bed and to school. And then, of course, you're right. Like, it impacts engagement of tenants. But your comment just, just now about uh, commuting, the one school in Red Lake, Ontario, that, that historically had started shortly after 8 in the morning, we have two communities, including one First Nation, that is down the highway about an hour and a half. Uh, coming off a dirt road, that these kids would have to attend that high school. So if you just put it in perspective now, uh, we know First Nation students are not doing as well, uh, certainly not as well in my district as, as they need to be, and they're not doing as well as other kids. So they're already, they, they already have that against them. And then you put yourself into the shoes of a, of a 16-year-old uh, adolescent boy who lives in a First Nation. There's, there's a couple strikes against him already in terms of engagement and, and maybe perhaps some other factors. And now he's got to get up in, in the January morning where it could be as cold as minus 40 and get on a bus at like 6 o'clock in the morning and head to school. These kids were going to school with, with uh, comforters and pillows sleeping on the way. You know, that's just not conducive to learning. And I know there's mounting research out there about delaying the start of school time. There certainly is. And we looked at it and we looked at examples from all over the place. But you don't need a whole lot of international research when you've got your own research in your own backyard that tells you that, look, at why are these kids dropping out? Why are they not going to school? If a kid misses the bus in the morning and they've got an hour and a half commute to their nearest high school, the chances of them actually getting a ride into school later in the day are pretty pretty low. And so, you know, what is it that was going on? And uh, we did challenge it. And as the director of education, which, you know, I think is consistent with the superintendent of schools position in the British Columbia context, um, you know, as the director, to see this happening and know about it firsthand and not do anything was just simply not acceptable. No, and you're right. If you don't, um, getting on that bus at, at an early time, for somebody, uh, somebody, an adult in a job, that would be a difficult thing to do in the morning, let alone a teenager going to school. Well, that's right. And I mean, you know, our job is to try and, you know, yes, we deliver courses and it's three hours, of course, you know, your, your basic literacy and numeracy skills, but we also are expected to do what we can and everything we can to give these kids the best opportunity to graduate. And, and uh, you know, we, we have a, a very sizable at-risk population in northwestern Ontario. Um, and so we needed to do a number of things. So what we did was we just, we, we actually, it wasn't the first time, it was the second time that I had approached the, the concept. The first time, um, it didn't go anywhere. It just, there was so much blowback. But as the director, it was time to make changes. And it's, it wasn't easy. I mean, you know, you've got some historical practices. There were staff that uh, enjoyed starting early and, and uh, ending early. But you know what? It, what we were facing was, was a situation that was working for adults and it wasn't working for kids. And it was kind of a um, kind of a backward scenario, a paradigm that needed to be shifted. We're not here for the adults. And so if we're going to do what we need to do for kids, we had to push the day back. So that's what we did. And not only did we do that, we harmonized all of our high school start times right across the district. So all the schools started at the same time, which allowed us to access some technological capacity and, and provide things like, uh, you know, digital learning from one community to other high schools. So their timetables were harmonized. So now kids in, say, Red Lake that wanted to take a senior science course that they may not have been able to get there um, because of a lack of number of students prescribing to that, we were able to run a particular, you know, a senior science course, as an example, across the entire district, uh, centralized out of one high school, but on the same time schedule, on the same uh, schedule of the day as all the schools. So, you know, we, we really had to uh, take a full court press approach, and we, we started that three years ago, and, and I'm very pleased with the results, and certainly it's garnered a lot of attention. And have, have other districts taken a look, and are they considering it, or is it, do you see it happening elsewhere as well? 
I do see a lot in elsewhere. I know a lot of my, I just came back from Toronto, uh, the other end of the, the other end of the universe for me up here in Northwestern Ontario. But, um, while I was down there, there were other directors that, uh, were familiar with what we had done. They had asked, I know that, um, other boards are looking at adopting a model in a smaller sense. It's, it's a fairly logistical challenge. It's just not as easy as pushing back your day. You've got to change your busing times. Uh, our buses up here are double routed that impact elementary schools. So we had to change the elementary school start times too. Um, so other, other boards are looking at it. Um, they'll have their own challenges to consider, but I do know that other boards are looking at it. And, uh, you know, our, if, if there's ever a request on our end to, uh, provide the you know compelling evidence that we're getting to, to share with them we'll do that but uh, I think that, I think it is starting to uh, garner some more attention all right uh, Sean we'll have to leave it there but uh, really interesting what you guys uh, what you've done uh, in uh, that part of the country uh, as far as school uh, start times and what you found thank you so much for joining us and for chatting with us this morning it's my pleasure Jill thank you very much Vancouver's news Vancouver's talk this is news talk 980 CKNW